section thirty two of a young girl's diary by anonymous translated by cedar paul and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by k hand january the last half year january first of course we did not keep new year's eve yesterday but were quite alone and it was very melancholy this morning dr p brought dora and aunt dora some roses and he gave me some lovely violets as a new year's greeting he is leaving on the fourth so he is coming here on the evening of the third i can't say i look forward to it tomorrow school begins thank goodness i'm at a dust cart that means good luck father says it is a scandal the way the dirt carts go on all through the day in vienna and that no one should see one even on new year's day at two in the afternoon but still if it means good luck january second the dust cart did bring good luck we had a real piece of luck today in the big interval i noticed a little knot of girls in the hall and suddenly i felt as if my heart would stop beating frau doctor m i should say frau professor thayer was standing among them she saw us directly and held out her hand to us so we kissed it she has come to visit her parents and her husband is with her since she did not know for certain whether she would be able to come to the school she had not written either to me or to hella about it she is so lovely and so entrancingly lovable when the bell rang for class and frau doctor dunker came in i saw that she was still standing outside so i put my handkerchief up to my face as if my nose were bleeding and rushed out to her and because i slipped and nearly fell she held out her arms to me hardly had i reached her when hella came out and said of course i understood directly i said you were awfully bad so i must go and look after you then the frau professor laughed like anything and said you are such wicked little actresses i must send you back immediately but of course she did not but was frightfully sweet then we begged her to let us stay with her but she said no no i've been your teacher here and i must not encourage you in mischief but here is a better idea would you like to come and see me tomorrow rather we both exclaimed she said she was staying in a hotel but we must not come alone to a hotel so she would see us at her parents in schwindigasse and we were to come there at four or half past then we kissed both her hands and were so happy tomorrow at four oh dear a whole night more and nearly a whole day to wait if your parents allow you she said as if father or even hella's grandmother would not allow that all father said was all right greedle but don't go quite off your head first or you won't be able to find your way to schwindigasse is hella as crazy as you are of course how can one be otherwise january third still two hours it's awful hella is coming to fetch me at half past three in school today we kept on looking at one another and all the other girls thought it must be something to do with a man goodness what do we care about a man now we had a splendid idea that we had just time to make a memento for her since she does not leave until the evening of the fifth i am having traced on a piece of yellow silk for a bookmarker an edelweiss and her monogram e t the new one of course hella is painting a paper knife in imitation of a tarsia mosaic i would have rather done something of that sort too but i have no patience for such work so i often spoil it before i'm finished but one can't very well spoil a piece of embroidery but i shan't get the tracing on the silk back from the shop until half past three so i shall have to work all night and the whole day tomorrow evening thank goodness and confound it whichever way you like to take it the idiot at the shop had forgotten about the bookmarker and i shan't get it until tomorrow morning early so i'm able to write now it was heavenly we had to walk up and down in front of her house for at least a half an hour until at last it was five minutes past four she was so sweet to us she wanted to say see to us but we simply would not have it and so she said do as she used to 
we talked of all sorts of things i don't know what only that i suddenly burst out crying and then she drew me to her be no i can't write that about her she drew me to herself and then i felt her heart beating and went almost crazy hella says that i put both my arms around her neck but i'm sure that's all imagination for i should never have dared she has such fascinating hands and the wedding ring glistens so on her divine ring finger of course we talked about the school and then she suddenly said tell me what really happened about those compositions when half the class deliberately refrained from putting any punctuation marks oh we said that is a frightful cram it wasn't half the class but only six of us who have a special veneration for you then we told her how it all came about she laughed a little and said well girls you did not do me any particular service it really was a great piece of impertinence but i said prof frisch's remarks were ten times more impertinent for the related to another member of the staff and what was worse to you then she said my darling girls that often happens in life that the absent are given a bad reputation whether justly or unjustly one is liable to that in every profession hella said that the headmistress was not like that or there would have been a frightful row since the matter had become known in all the high schools of vienna then frau dr m said yes the frau directorin is really a splendid woman then there came something glorious or really two glorious things one she gave us some magnificent sweets better than i have ever eaten before hella agrees and we are really connoisseurs in the matter of sweets the second thing even more glorious was this after we had been there some time there was a knock on the door and in came her husband the herr prof and said how are you my treasure and to us good day young ladies then she introduced us saying two of my best loved pupils and my most faithful adherents then the herr prof laughed a great deal and said that can't be said of all pupils so i said quickly oh yes it can be said of frau doktor the whole class would go through fire for her then he went away and she said excuse me for a moment and we could hear quite plainly that he kissed her in the next room and then she said as she came in again oh well be off with you carl good-bye it's a pity his name is carl it's so prosaic and he calls her lisa and i expect when they are alone he calls him lisachen since he is a north german i must go to bed it's half past eleven already to be continued tomorrow sleep well my sweet glorious ecstatic golden and only treasure god i am so happy january sixth thank goodness today is a holiday and we can't go tobogganing because dora has a chill i got the bookmarker on the fourth worked it all day and up until midnight and yesterday i got up at half past five went on working the whole morning and at two o'clock we took our mementos to the house though we should have liked to give them to her ourselves we didn't but only gave them to the maid she said shall i show you in but hella said no thank you we don't want to disturb frau thayer and when i reproached her for this she said oh no it was better not you are quite upset anyhow you know what she said but my dear you will make yourself ill you must not do that on my account oh dear i'm crying so that i can hardly write but i must write for there is still so much that's glorious to put down things that i must never never forget even if it should take me a week to write the great thing is that i shall simply live upon this memory the only thing i want in life is that i may see her once more of course we took her some flowers on friday i lilies of the valley with violets and tuberoses and hella christmas roses she was delighted and went directly to fetch two vases which her mother brought in she is as small as frau richter and her hair is gray she is charming but she is not in the least like frau doktor m when we said good-bye she offered us still more sweets but since we were both nearly crying already we did not want to take any more 
but she wrapped them nearly all up for us saying to console you in your sorrow from anyone else it might have sounded ironical but from her it was simply lovely there were seventeen large sweets and hella gave me nine of them and only took eight for herself i shall eat only one every day so that they will last me nine days joy and sorrow combined hella is not so frightfully in love as i am and yesterday she said in joke of course it seems to me that your whole world is foundered i must pull you out or you'll be drowned and then she asked me how i could have been so stupid as to use the word honeymoon to her although she hemmed to warn me she said it really was utterly idiotic of me and that the frau prof blushed i did not notice it myself but when her husband came in she certainly did flush up like anything Helen and I talked of quite a lot of other things of that sort. I should so much have liked to ask her whether she has given up going to church, for I think the Herr Prof really is a Jew, though he does not look like one, for lots of other men wear black beards. But I did not venture to ask, and Hella thinks it is a very good thing I did not, for one does not talk about such things. I wonder whether she will have a baby. Oh, it would be horrible. Of course, she may have entered into a marriage contract. That would have been the best way. However, Hella thinks that the professor would not have agreed to anything of the kind. But surely, if he was frantically in love with her... January 15th. The girls in our class are frantically jealous. We did not say in so many words that we, alone among them all, had been invited to see her, but Hella had brought one of the sweets she had given us, and in the interval she said, This must be eaten reverently, and she cut it in two to give me half the ehrenfelds thought it must have been given by some acquaintance made at the skating rink and trudy said doubly sweetened by chocolate and love yes said i but not in the sense you imagine and since she said oh of course i know all about that but i don't want to be indiscreet hella said i may as well tell you that frau dr m or should i say the married frau prof thayer gave us this suite and a great many more on the day she had invited us to go and see her then they were all utterly kerblunkst and said great scott what luck but you were always frau dr m's favorites especially lanier but lanier always courted frau dr m january seventeenth the whole school knows about our being invited to see her the glorious one i've just been reading it over and i see that i have left a frightful lot out especially about her father when we were leaving just outside the house door we burst out crying because as i opened the door i had said for the last time just then an old gentleman came up and was about to go in and when he saw that we were crying though we were standing quite in the shadow he came up to us and asked what was the matter then hella said we have lost our best friend then the two old gentlemen looked at us for a tremendously long time and said i say do you happen to be the two ardent admirers of frau dr malberg she is my daughter you know and then he said but you really can't go through the streets bathed in tears like that come upstairs again with me and my daughter will console you so we really did go upstairs again and she was perfectly unique her father opened the door and called out Lysorel, your admirers simply can't part from you and i found them being washed out to sea in a river of tears then she came out wearing a rose-colored dressing-gown exquisite and she led us into the room and said girls you must not look at me in this old rag which is only fit to throw away i should have liked to say give it to me then but of course i could not and when we made our final goodbye, perhaps forever, she kissed each of us twice over and said, Girls, I wish you all the happiness in the world. January 18th. Hella invited me there today to meet Lajos and Geno. But I'm not going, for Geno does not interest me in the very least. That was not a real love. I don't care for anyone in the whole world except her, my one and only. 
even hella can't understand that in fact she thinks it's dotty father wanted me to go to hella's to change the current of my thoughts of course i hardly say a word about her to anyone for no one understands me but i never could have believed that father would be just like anyone else it's quite true that i'm getting thin i'm so glad that we are not going tobogganing today because dora has a chill a real chill this time so i am going to the church in svindagasa and shall walk up and down in front of her house perhaps i shall meet her father or mother i wrote to her the day before yesterday january twenty fourth i am so happy she wrote to me by return this is the second letter i have had from her at dinner today father said hello greedel why are you looking so happy today i have not seen you with such a sunny face for a long time so i answered in as few words as possible after dinner i will tell you why for the others need not know anything about it and when i told father vaguely that frau prof th had written to me father said oh is that what has pleased you so much but i have something up my sleeve which will also please you february first and second are sunday and monday you have two days free and if you and hella can get a day off from school on saturday we might make an excursion to mariazell how does that strike you it would be glorious if only hella was allowed to come for her grandmother imagines that the sore throat she had before christmas was due to the tobogganing on the anagir where the sole was torn off her shoe as if we could help that still by good luck she may have forgotten it she is sixty-three already and one forgets a lot when one is that age evening hella may come it will be splendid perhaps we shall try a little skiing but really hella is a horrid pig she said all right i'll come if you promise not to be continually talking about frau professor th i'm very fond of her too but you are simply crazy about her it's really too bad and i shall never mention her name to the others any more i am looking forward so to the tobogganing at mariazell we've never made any such excursion in winter before hurrah it will be glorious oh i do wish the thirty-first of january were here i'm frantically excited editor's note rita's joyful expectations of tobogganing among glistening snow-clad hills remained unfulfilled the rude hand of fate was thrust into the lives of the two sisters on january twenty ninth their father suddenly struck down with paralysis was brought home in an ambulance and died in a few hours without recovering consciousness torn from the sheltering and affectionate atmosphere of home separated from her most intimate friend the young orphan had to struggle for peace of soul in the isolation of a provincial town end of section thirty two end of a young girl's diary by anonymous